Hello and welcome to Casually Profound. I'm Lauren, an astrologer, artist, soul communicator, and your host for today's solo chat. As always, we're bringing you conversations with friends about how we apply spiritual concepts into our everyday lives. And today I wanted to talk with you about um, authority and uh, credibility and that kind of thing. I must um, ask you to never mind my rather plain appearance. I have something stuck in my eye um, that will not allow me to put on makeup. So here we are. I wanted to tell a story, if you'd like to join me on this story, about credibility and how we go about seeking credibility and where I think real credibility comes from. This is definitely something that comes up within the spiritual community because the it's a lot of coaches and a lot of coaches coaching coaches and a lot of people claiming to be coaches when they just got bored on their coach one day and are now coaching calling themselves a coach um there are also a lot of highly trained coaches and people out there um and offer amazing services now i'd like to start off by saying that i think the services that all these people offer are valid and that the practitioners of these services have varying degrees of skill, which, you know, as somebody who would seek out those services, you're looking for a level of credibility to to demonstrate whether or not they are capable of offering those services at the level of skill that whatever you're trying to heal or resolve or move through deserves, right? This makes sense. And so the rub comes from is at the practitioner level, how do you demonstrate that credibility? How do you demonstrate that you know what you know while maintaining client confidentiality? Because like only people like me want their secrets spilled across the internet. And the... How do you maintain client confidentiality while screaming from the rooftops that you know what you know and quantify this magical, mystical thing that you know that you can do because you feel it swirling and moving and doing through you, right? And so I think a lot of the roads that people take that are ineffective are things like shouting their training first you know um, I'm totally guilty of this I did my NLP uh, which is neuro-linguistic programming Um, I did it through like the John Grinder school of thought the woman who trained me was trained directly by John Grinder and um, that like was my Lauren McLean NLP practitioner like that was my claim to fame and that worked to an extent. However, then there's a total obligation to following that very strictly, which I th- I think is ineffective. The given the clients that I had and that kind of thing, um, and given my experience being a client of NLP, NLP coach, it's not the be all end all, and it's not highly effective in a vacuum um and so you know touting that 
uh, designation as to, to gain credibility started to feel very inauthentic and started to feel very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It started to, it started, started to feel wrong um, to claim that as my credibility. And kind of the same thing when it came to Reiki and the same thing when it came to intuitive healing or different courses or different things that I had taken, right? You know, you learn a modality and then do it for a little bit and realize, mm, this is, I can't quite use this in the purest way. And so can I even claim that credential to my name? And I think in general, the people are, are accepting and acknowledging the fact that a, that a piece of paper, a credential, a whatever, doesn't make you good at what you do, right? Um, I think a lot of us looked at our parents' generation and figured that out because I, the, the post-secondary realm definitely lends itself to, to uh, shine some light on this that a degree or a diploma does not instantly make you credible in the area that you studied. It doesn't make you uh, knowledgeable in that area from like a wisdom place. Because it's quite so evident when it comes particularly to university studies, um, but that that four-year degree level, that when you are... Like you can study for four years and read textbooks and gain facts in your head, and but you can never, you you might tr- never truly embody that wisdom. You might never truly move through the world and operate from a place where that wisdom becomes it, like known to you. And I think that's really where the disconnect between designations and credibility lies. And so whether that's a degree, whether that's a weekend seminar, whether that's a three-month mastermind training that you take, um, the question to really ask yourself is, is am I using this credential to portray a sense of wisdom? And if that is the case, then like, do I feel that sense of wisdom in my body? Do I feel the lineage of the teachers who taught me this skill? Um, and do I, do I honor those teachers while I use this skill? And if the answer to those is yes, then like, fuck yeah, let's use that credential. Let's fucking push that credential and tell people why it's great and put it in your Instagram bio. And like, that is important. Um, because there, the balance between doing it in your own way and honoring where it came from, that's an important balance. It's an important balance to have. And I, that many, um, that myself included, I've definitely, uh, have done this discounting the value of the teachers and discounting the value of the people who taught it to you, uh, over thinking that I know how to practice it better. Right. Which is silly because I learned it last week or something like that. Right. Um, compared to the person who has been practicing it for 10 years to be able to teach it and not. And I so I don't believe in the hierarchy of like you have to defer to your teachers, but in your practice of a tool, being able to give a sense of reverence to the to the lineage that taught it to you, I think is an important part of embodying the wisdom gained through a credential. And so when we talk about in the spiritual community where that uh, pitfall of um, 
trying to gain credibility through that lies is as so as somebody who's trying to seek out services from a person who you know and is trying to establish credibility like can I trust this person do I know this person uh, can they do the job well that's a thing to evaluate right is like is this person parroting um what they have learned without like acknowledging where it came from or are they moving through the the steps and stuff that they're advocating on their own terms and in concert with those who taught it to them there's a there's a slight difference there right where like so one of the ways that I know have noticed this myself is when it comes to human design um I know more than most people about human design but not as much as like a human design reader would know I can't I can read like very, very, very basics of somebody else's chart, um, but I would like not even close to enough to be able to give a reading. And so with my own explorations of human design, I've gone pretty deep into my own energy type. And I, it, it's int- always interesting to kind of get people's take on human design. And one of the things that I find is that there are about five common lines that human design readers, particularly human design readers who are not the same energy type as me, um, but even those, that they parrot the same five lines. And I don't think the lines are incredibly useful. It's taken me, when did I first find out about human design? I first found out about human design in 2018. So it's been five years. There's some of these lines, like, are you asking someone else's questions? I'm a generator, um, and so my not-self theme is dissatisfaction. I have an open head, and the open head um, center kind of theme for when you're in your not-self is, are you asking someone else's questions? To It has taken me five years to figure out what living that question feels like. It's so it's so nuanced and subtle. That question really doesn't tackle it. And yet I've seen countless human design readers just parrot that question. And it's like, do you know what it feels like to ask someone else's questions over your own? It's, it's so subtle. It's so subtle. And so in that way, I find that aspect of, the public facing human design very frustrating um, because it's like that, that, that to me that reads as a lack of embodied wisdom which I find frustrating and so you know a, a human design reader claiming to have studied wherever and be giving readings and doing things when I see those common phrases or common lines being parroted I'm like this person doesn't know about me doesn't know about my energy type doesn't know about what doesn't have the and and then often I take it a step further I'll, I'll investigate further and to just see if they have the capacity to think and feel and reason beyond the framework they have been given the framework being these questions and themes like, are you asking someone else's question? Um, 
And if that reader does, then I'm like, yes, this person knows what they're doing. This person has an established practice. They're not just following some cookie cutter mold somebody handed to them in a $47 ebook and are claiming it as their own. Um, cause that, because that's important to me. And so thinking then about the kind of the whole spiritual space in general, well, what else can develop credibility and how else do you as a reader position yourself in order to um, build that no like and trust with your with your clients, right? I think another common uh, trap that I see readers fall into is the the kind of misnomer that their connection, their channel is the best, it is the purest, it is the greatest, um, that they have this like ritual that they do every time they sit down and connect to spirit and that their connection to spirit is like the authority of the world. And it's like, girl, I can't, I fucking can't. Um, Because the thing is, is that I can't because the thing is everybody's connection to spirit is valid and everybody is connected to the same spirit in in my opinion um but I think that's a commonly held belief around the spiritual circles um and so the what ends up happening is that we completely in our quest to seem credible to a client we upplay and overvalue the novelty of our individual connection to spirit and the method in which we connect to spirit because like truthfully everybody has their own method of establishing nurturing and growing that connection it's great that's how how it should be however um when it comes that what is not novel is that we can do it at all because the truth is, is that every fucking person can connect to spirit. Everybody has the inborn hardware to do it. The question is just, do you want to download the software in order to do it, in order to open the, the program, right? Like every computer has the ability to process a word, to process a text document, um, but you get to choose whether you want to download Microsoft Word, Pages, Google Sheets, like whatever the thing is, right? Like you get to choose how you want to process that text. Um, and so I, like the the credibility doesn't come from the fact that you have awoken and remember your divine connection and all of this kind of thing. Sorry, it doesn't. Everybody has the ability to do that. And so I think the opportunity for for readers for people who offer services in this realm is to um it's not the 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 thing that establishes credibility is not the fact that you have a connection it's the nurturing and the space that you hold for your connection and again like how do you display that in a way that is not hierarchical over your clients the the way to do that is that you know, you're, you exist to nurture, um, 
you exist to nurture your client's gifts and to bring your client into remembrance and to allow your client to foster their own sense of remembrance about their life and their power in themselves. That And so I feel like I'm venturing to telling you what to do. Um, but the, which as an Aquarian is the most derisive act possible. Um, but the the there's a subtle nuance there. The fact that you have a connection is not the the gift. It's the fact that you nurture and prioritize your connection, and that you are willing to donate your life to your connection. That is the in my mind the part where the credibility comes in. Because you, you know if you're drinking every day or doing drugs every day or eating sugar every day the connection can get fuzzy and if you are asking questions out of integrity and if you are not following the guidelines your guides have given you um, in order to maintain your connection the information coming out of it is not going to be great and it's not going to be reliable to um to your clients or to yourself. And so I think then for somebody who's looking at these practitioners trying to figure out, is this somebody I can know? Is this somebody that I can trust? Is this somebody who will give me good services? I think the question then becomes, does this person hold their connection to spirit in reverence? Is there, is there a reverence around how they are connecting to spirit? Is there a reverence and respect for the methods and practices around how they ask questions of themselves, of the people around them, um, and and what what is it a, what is that connection rooted in? I think that is really what helps to establish credibility, um, and what gives that grounded sense um, of a spiritual practitioner. Because I, at the end of the day, the the biggest issue with being a spiritual practitioner, aka a reader or priestess or whatever the fuck the thing is, um, is are you coming at this from a grounded, earthly, real place? Because you can spend all day in meditation and forget to feed yourself and leave your body fucked. But like, how are you going to read the records if your body isn't functioning? The short answer is you're not. And so the, in my mind, the ability of a uh, reader of a spiritual entrepreneur to balance their physical self with their uh, emotional self, with their mental self, with their spiritual self, with the soul connection, that is what gives the mark of a uh, person who is in integrity with themselves and is able to hold that integrity open for their clients. And the trick of it is, is that that is complex and that it is nuanced. And it's very easy to slap a credential or to slap a woo-woo title on it and think that that is conveying that um, credibility. And it's not. I think that too, as consumers we are, it is uncommon to evaluate the person giving you services from a nuanced perspective. And so there is room and space on both sides, on both the provider and both the receiver of services to um, 
let yourself come into a greater patience about when we're evaluating and when we are uh, coming into relationship with the people who will give us services and give us readings and give us um, intuitive wisdom and help us develop our own intuitive wisdom. Because we need to get into the habit of observing and seeing um, this multi-pronged approach and, and evaluating from all of the mental, emotional, heart, soul, spirit perspective. Because it takes time. It takes time for one thing to to notice that you to notice where those things exist to even evaluate on them. It takes time to collect the information once you know how to and uh, it takes time and it takes time to come to a decision on that. And um, the Maybe that's because I'm an emotional generator and I have to go through the emotional wave. But I, I, in gen, I, even beyond that, I think that really there is a muscle here that has been underdeveloped in our society. And I'm, I am putting this episode out into the world to call people into um, emb- like embracing this opportunity within society to develop this muscle of seeing people on a level of nuance that we're uncomfortable with and seeing people on a level of wholeness that is uncommon at the moment. And so when you look and evaluate somebody in mind, body, heart, and soul, it's not about judgment. It's not about, um, is this person meditating every day? And if they're not, their soul level is so out of alignment. Oh, I can't even believe they call themselves a reader. <laughs> That's not the thing. The when you're looking at that soul, heart, body, that kind of thing, it the question to ask is is this person expressing themselves through all of these filters and what do those what does that look like to them and how are they demonstrating that? I think some people who are doing that um, are somebody like Rebecca Friedman. She's a human design reader in of Australia. I think she does a phenomenal job of embodying all levels of her innate wisdom. And you can tell that in her writing and in her um, content that she puts out because it is so, it feels so intimate. And um, it doesn't feel intimate. Sometimes it feels intimate romantically. Sometimes it feels intimate personally. Sometimes it feels intimately like kind of mother to daughter. And the fact that she has that range to me conveys that innate not innate, embodied wisdom, like true wisdom about what she is offering to the world. Whereas uh, Jenna Zoe does the same thing, right? Where she's able to talk and move through different subjects and different topics and maintain this, the, the same quality and same level of herself throughout all the things. That to me feels like an embodied person on all levels. And while both of those people have um, astonishing credentials and have an astonishing connection to source and they have um, they have a dedicated and reverent practice with spirit and that kind of thing those are not those are not the important bits and those are not the parts that they tout to you um, and so when it comes to embracing this level of nuance and patiently observing and patiently um, embracing 
I think that's the better word, patiently embracing the people around you and the people you might um, be considering getting services from and patiently embracing who you are as a reader and who you are offering services in the spiritual community. Embracing the patience to get to know yourself and to get your, to see yourself on a level of nuance and a level of embodiment, it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen at the end of the certification. It doesn't happen at the end of the coaching mentorship. Um, it happens in the silence. The wisdom comes in the silence when you're with you and nobody else on both ends of that spectrum. And allowing yourself to sink into that silence is uncommon. It is not encouraged in this day and age. And so to allow yourself to go into that is is radical. And then but coming out of it and being able to see the wisdom and the beauty in all of the people around you, whether they have the credibility to serve you or not. I think that's an important distinction to make too, is even if you come to the conclusion that this person does not have the level of integrity I value in someone who will offer me services, that that does not make that person invalid or bad or wrong or anything like that. They're just on their journey. They're at a different place in their journey and they do not, it doesn't, doesn't light you up, doesn't spark, make you sparkle. And so why, like they get to do what they want to do and they can go in their direction and I'm going to be patient and wait for the person who does make me excited. Sounds kind of like dating, doesn't it? <laughs> Um, but yeah, I just, this has been on my mind for a while, this concept of how we perceive value and how as practitioners, we go about portraying our value to the world. Your value is in your, um, reverence for yourself and your reverence for service, not in your credential and not in your connection. Um, and so I encourage you to look beyond those physical things and to allow yourself to embody and embrace a level of nuance that might feel hard, might feel confusing. It might feel, um, daunting, intimidating, silent, it might feel like you don't know where to go with it. And I would encourage you to keep moving into that silence. And if you want somebody to hold your hand while you're in that silence, I can help. I can coach. I can, I can be there. Um, but I will, I will not pull you along. I'll let you go at your pace. I'll let you find out who you are on your own terms. Because I think that's where this, we really step into and really develop this new muscle that we really need in society that I think is really important in society. And so I'm just excited to be here and talk about it. And I, I do need to uh, put the disclaimer on this as well, that I have not mastered this. 
I know about it. I'm coming into the knowing of it. I am in the process of embodying it. I'm in the process of translating my embodiment into external words and thoughts and feelings and all that kind of thing. And I've not, I've not mastered the balance of it yet. But I know that this is the direction that I'm heading in. And I know um, this is the thing. Because I have tried. I have tried. As I said, with NLP, with different things, like I've tried using the credential. I've tried putting myself across as like the all-wise, all-knowing. I just, I fucking can't. <laughs> I just can't. Um, and so the I'm not saying these things in terms of, you need to listen to me because I know what is best. I'm saying these things because... I want to invite you to consider what your part is in the spiritual community. And I invite you to consider how you are contributing to society and how you're contributing to the people around you and the people you love um, and people you hate. The, the reciprocity um, and the interconnectedness of all of us I know I have been underestimating. And so I just am wanting to present these topics in order to assist that introspection to to really say, am I embodying wisdom or am I parroting knowledge? And then on the other end of the spectrum, on the consumer end of the spectrum, am I do I recognize wisdom when I see it and feel it? Or do I see checking check boxes at in place of wisdom that's the invitation do you recognize wisdom when you see it so thank you for joining me here today and listening to my story and listening to this conversation um i appreciate all of you for being here and all of you for engaging in this um please leave a comment uh if you're on youtube if any of this resonates if you have any further thoughts if i maybe if i miss something feel free to to chime in and and let me know uh and if you enjoyed this conversation please like follow subscribe rate the show on whatever platform you're on um it really means a lot every single download every single like every single comment makes the world of difference at this point because my mission is to get this out to as many people who are on their spiritual journey because the spiritual journey is necessarily an individual pursuit um but that doesn't mean we can't do it in community and nobody needs to feel lonely even though it is a solo journey nobody needs to feel lonely so welcome here welcome them into the tribe share this with the people who are going through it um and join us next week on thursday for more conversations with friends um and we will see you next time thank you <laughs>